This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Isn't Burnley just a little time that's attached to Blackburn, though? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's disgusting. I can't believe you've even gone there. <laughs> It's Monday Night Magazine, all that means, don't you? Yeah, and it's the volley. Oh, I mean, Andy's Jay in the Wesley. bath. <laughs> yeah, Andy's in the bath. Andy's in the bath. Uh, Weekly bath. Weekly, yeah, just the once a week. The rest of the time, it's baby wipes and roll on deodorant season three. <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening and watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Soy, a Radio Techers production. I am the quite chirpy, happy, smiley this week, Sykes. because I got to watch a little bit of WCW, and that always brings warmth to my heart. Oh. And joining me, as always, is the Force Count Anywhere, to my fours over everywhere, the DDP Yoga, to my oddly missing being a smoker after all these years. It's really strange, Magazine. I haven't smoked for that, years and years and years. But last, that was the most tenuous link. Oh, the, last, the last, I suppose... Month, two months. Every time I smell a cigarette, I'm like, "Oh, that smells fantastic." Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know if I had one, I know if I had one, I'd feel really sick. But it's just the smell. It's like, oh, and that's right, Mister Pavey from Year Ten English. I did rhyme the words yoga and smoker, and I don't care. All right, Uh, a podcaster whose late night activities are always light sight and unsanctioned. Oi, oi, Mister Max, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing brilliantly. Yeah, my late night activities are always unsanctioned because the wife hates me eating toast in bed. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's I'm actually chipper today because you turned up early for a, for a recording yeah. rather than have me panicking and sweating at the last second you rocked up early and you've you've joined us with all these amazing people in the chat we've got sharon dan charlie scottish danny benny mac graham anya we love you all to bits thank you all for yeah. joining us it's amazing 
absolutely fantastic it's brilliant to see everyone uh everyone in the chat and i'll tell you what as well max i, I went on um on the youtube uh page link whatever it was an hour or so ago to mm-hmm. share it on twitter because you set it up like so we've got a direct link that we can share nearer the time don't you um and i, I set it up I, I went in there and had a look there was already one person waiting for the show at 10 to 8 that's amazing just sat fantastic. There. Keep refreshing the YouTube. Nope, they're not there yet. Yeah. I'll just... Who is that? Come on, like, if, if, if that's somebody in the chat who's waiting at like 10 to 8, 8 o'clock or whenever it was, let us know, because that is that is fantastic. That's commitment that, I mean, to the chain wrestling course. You're here much before I am. <laughs> yeah, that's... He, I mean, you're, he rocked up late, so you being there waiting Once. an hour early is amazing. Once. We've done... 13 live shows now is this 13, 13 or 14 yeah 13, yeah yep. i've been late once you have and that will never ever get dropped <laughs> brilliant stuff gotta live with that for the rest of the run okay uh how's your week been then magazine what been up to you mate yeah it's been uh pretty good uh watched the um football with radio techers uh liverpool versus uh city which started off drab for the first half uh very much a chess match and then Jesus Christ, that second half was fucking amazing. The four mm. goals. Um, then we had some uh, UFC, uh, pretty early one on Saturday. Um, finished at like maybe three o'clock. So, yeah, uh, been good. Been uh, quite um, quite a fun weekend. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Yourself? I went to see an Oasis tribute band at the Guildhall with ah, my sister one? and my nephew. Oasis is... With a o- question a- mark. Yeah. Well, that, that's me. I'm Most organ pause. <laughs> it's O A S dash I S. Okay. Um, but they seem to come through Gloucester Guildhall like once a year, sort of COVID allowing. And we went last year and they were absolutely brilliant. So they were brilliant again this year, to be fair. They were so, so good. Yeah, absolutely I've, brilliant. I've seen, I've seen Norway Sis uh, a couple of times. They're pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, no, it's good. It's, it's nice to see my little sister as well, being out with her for a bit. And my, well, I say my little sister, she's what thirty eight, so it's not like she's you know a little kid or anything like that. She's but, always your little sister, mate. Yeah, always. And then I got my nephew, who's like six one, six two. I mean, I'm, I'm a tall fella, and then he's there, and then we've got his mate came along, who's six foot five. So I was like the shortest fella there for once. I'm, that's not happened to me for wow. a long time. That was weird. Wow, you, know? <laughs> you, you midget. Oh, that's it, mate. I was, I was the resident dwarf in our group, you know. It's <laughs> and then on Sunday, the wife and I had a takeaway curry for the first time in Yonks, and it was bloody fantastic. And now all I can think about is having a curry every night. So, uh, fun fact, I made a curry from scratch today, and not from a jar, from the actual like real-life ingredients, and it was delicious. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll, 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 I'll just ring Balti up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can share the recipe with you. It's a uh, pretty simple, really. No, I'll just ring Balti up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of mucking around, you know. Wow, I mean, it'll <laughs> way better for you than than your your local Indian takeaway. But if you had a good time, then that's that's all that matters. Yeah, we used to we used to sort of order a takeaway and have, have like you know wait for the kids to pile off into bed and you know have a meal together like semi regular. But since COVID, we literally haven't done it in so long. 
Yeah. And then the wife was just like, oh, let's get a curry. And I was like, yeah, brilliant. Oh, mate, it was so good. I loved it. I could have eaten it all over again. It was so nice. You know when you know you've had too much to eat and you feel rough, but you know for a fact it was that nice you'd eat it again? Yeah. That's what or, I was like. Or when you, you, your body's saying, you've had enough and you've got yeah. half a bowl or half a plate left, and you think, yeah, but that's too delicious to leave. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that. finning that. I'm finishing it. It may come that's out it. later on um, from our end, but it's getting finished. <laughs> that's it, mate. That's it. Yeah, so a pretty good weekend all round, buddy, really. Mm-hmm. Pretty good weekend yeah. all round. I enjoyed it. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, I suppose we get now on to, unless we'll have a little look at what's popping up in the chat, we can have a little look at what we had non-wrestling topic-wise this week. So the, the chat are doing what the chat usually does, and that's conversating between themselves, not really uh, uh, paying much attention to us, uh, just uh, chatting away. <laughs> uh, we've got Scottish Danny, though, saying that I've uh, been popped less than three minutes into the show. Um, Dan, Mags is used to popping off in less than three minutes, Scottish Danny. Well, <laughs> twice, if I'm lucky, twice. Oh. So then we've got Dan as well. Got to get him to chain wrestling early to get a good seat. Yep. And he's late, so he'll have to sit at the back in the nosebleed. In the bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob from UTT saying next day career is fine. Oh, yeah. no, next next day career is better than yeah. today career. And uh, Graham saying get the bogs roll, bog rolls ready in the fridge. Um, and Benny wants to know what we thought of Extreme Rules. Um, I've got no thoughts because I didn't watch it. So exactly the same. I'm just so turned off by WWE programming recently that, yeah, I've, I've no interest in watching anything main roster. I mean, the draft uh, might peak my interest a little bit, but, yeah, I did not want to – I couldn't be bothered with Extreme Rules. Mm. I mean, the thing is as well, it's, don't wrong, it's each to their own, you know? I mean, WWE – gets a lot of criticism obviously uh, and there's a lot of um ill feeling i suppose towards the products they put out on a monday night especially um it's not for me but there's plenty of people who it is for i mean smack- oh, yeah, absolutely yeah people are enjoying smackdown um roman reigns is doing some great stuff it's awesome seeing lesnar back i'm a big lesnar fan and lesnar reigns it intrigues me it's that that has piqued my interest mm-hmm. but when extreme rules came around I was like, oh, wow, that's this weekend, is it? I didn't even realise. And then I'd, I couldn't tell you anything from the card. And then on the day, I looked it up, and nothing really made me want to watch it. And normally, I would still watch the pay-per-view the next day anyway, just just out of force of habit, I guess, pop it on in the back, even if it's just on in the background or something. But yeah. um, I didn't even do that this week. No, it's exactly the same. And when you actually look at the card, and there's, oh, I think there was only one Extreme Rules match uh, uh yeah, it, it just it was a nothing pay per view. You could tell that the that nothing big was going to happen, and then we're going to get the the whole like reshuffle with the draft. So yeah, it just made no sense. Um, Dan in the chat saying, "I don't get the concept of next day career. It implies that there's some left once you've done." <laughs> ah, but Dan, what you do is you buy two careers. You buy a lot, and then you save yep. one for the next day. That's the yep. that's the way you do it. And Dan agrees with us, saying, if no one lost an hour, uh, I don't want to know about extreme rules. And 
Scottish Danny saying extreme rules was a dud. Yep, exactly. Oh, well, that didn't bother then, I suppose. <laughs> Jaron, <laughs> rain piques my interest, but that is another story. <laughs> That's chain yeah. wrestling after dark. After dark, yeah, which you know might be something in the works for a, a future time. With, you know, we'll have to make sure that we put a big caption on saying 18 only and so all the youngsters charlie i'm sorry you know it might be a bit grown up for you <laughs> and dan i had factored in ordering two coups i still never had it there dan you are amazing oh, i feel amazing. sorry if you're talking order three order three order three yeah <laughs> it must just flow through in that, that water yeah <laughs> rusty water <laughs> from, from a dirty river uh, um on that note i suppose of extreme rules is to me, is it is it time for pay-per-views like that just to be given up on? Because it's very much a PG era, isn't it? It's very much, you're not going to see a, a bloodbath. You're not going to see a Mick Foley falling from the cage or anything like that. Everything is done, and rightfully so, by the way. I don't want to see any wrestlers hurt or taking crazy risks for, for our own entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it time then to just be, okay, well, why promote Extreme Rules at all? if there's nothing on there that warrants the name extreme rules. Yeah. And I think you can, you can link that to all the other kind of, uh, um, gimmick pay-per-views like hell in a cell. They, you can tell that when it comes to hell in a cell, that matches are strong armed into being a cell match mm. when, uh, without the real need for it. Uh, usually a cell match was like the, the end of a huge blood feud. And, uh, when you're getting them every single year, uh, they kind of lose that, that specialty. Uh, mm. But with Extreme Rules, yeah, I, th- I think WWE saw PG now that um, th- I think that that name at least can be retired. I mean, the pay-per-views themselves probably won't get retired because WWE makes so much money from the monthly pay-per-views uh, with, the, with the network that they're going to keep happening. But I just I would just um, rename it. They've got plenty of names in the bag that they, they've uh, – of pay per views that they've retired, why not just bring one of those back and, and just great balls of fire? Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> stomping grounds! Oh. Bring back stomping grounds. Remember when they did? Um, it's funny enough, we're talking about the Great American Bash now. They did Great American Bash for a while, and then they did like one year where they literally just called it the Bash. The bash yeah, I mean, how lazy is that? Incredibly lazy, incredibly That's unreal. Yeah, you know, the amount of money these people are paid to be creative, and they just come up with the Bash. It's just, oh, I think a lot of it is to do with search engine optimization. If you, if somebody's searching for a WWE pay per view, tapping great balls of fire or the great American bash takes a lot longer than tapping in the bash. And oh, okay. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think of that. Look at that. Every day's a school day, innit? Cabin McCabe in the chat. Extreme rules should be named regular rules. Um, <laughs> Benny agree with us that he's always hated theme pay-per-views, but he said that Finn and Roman was good. The Usos and Street Profits was decent. I mean, you're always going to get great matches with, with those guys. Yeah. But it's just, it, they felt like there were no stakes. I mean, no one knew, no one expected Finn to win. Um, the whole Bloodline storyline is going. We knew that Brock was going to be uh, the next uh, challenger, so it, it, it was a nothing pay-per-view. Yeah, and I suppose you're going to get a lot of those, aren't you, with how many there are in the calendar now? It's not like I suppose back in the day when you had 
94 and then five, I suppose, in 93 when King of the Ring was added. Yeah. You know, they were sort of peak. Well, we covered WrestleMania five last week, didn't we, Magsy? With Hogan and Savage and the Mega Powers exploding on the sort of year long storyline arc that they had going from pay-per-view to pay-per-view and then the odd Saturday night's main event on television as well, telling this long story. Nowadays, you've got a pay-per-view every couple of weeks. It's just like, you, you can't do that. And I think that really affects the product. I mean, that really sort of waters down some of the storylines because they've got so much airtime to fill. You lose the element of, uh, well, I suppose, the suspense, I guess. Yeah, and no, that storylines are over in three months maximum. Mm. They'll have a, a match at one pay-per-view, build to a rematch and then you might get a, a, um, the rubber match at a third pay-per-view but that storyline's done and dusted in three months and then it's on to the next yeah. one. Um, it, it's you, it's so breakneck pace that uh, you can actually understand why Vincent uh, tells Michael Cole to keep repeating stuff over and over again because if you miss a, an episode of Raw you are well behind on, on the storylines because they, they move along so quickly. They don't have any time uh, to breathe. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, too fast-paced for me. I, I enjoyed it when it was five pay-per-views, and it, there's only one person to blame, Bischoff, for, for pushing for 12 oh, pay-per-views. Bloody hell, Bischoff. Yeah, but to be fair, when WCW did it, well, that have been 94, 96, they went to 12, mm-hmm. I think. I think it was 10. In 94, 95, was 10 of you Clash of Champions, maybe? Yeah, um, I, I, on the uh, the Monday Night War uh, documentary, I think Bischoff says that WWE went to five, so uh, they they start going to five, then WWE went to seven, and he started going to seven, then 10, and then eventually it got to monthly. Mm. Now, I think WWE actually do some like 16 pay-per-views in a year, which is about three weeks per pay-per-view. It's, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. WCW, when they were doing one a month, it, they I think they kind of got it right because they had so much going on anyway. It was such an interesting product. But, I mean, you look at the paper you were going to talk about later on. It's main evented by Page and Savage. Mm-hmm. The world title's not on the show. No, you know, it's not. St- yeah. Stuff like that. So it's like the next pay-per-view, that would be defended on. And so it's like that kind of worked, I guess. But it's not a sustainable model, is it, for, for long term? Well, it shows because they, they went bending and, up by like 2001. So. And yeah, but I think the difference between uh, uh, WCW was that they had so many big stars that you could have a pay per view level match. Mm. Without without needing a towel in WWE uh, now, uh, as as much as people love the product, outside that little wrestling sphere, there's not a lot of people who are, are recognised in in the mainstream. Um, so the the matches they they don't have that kind of appeal that that ninety uh, seven WCW had. No, no, that's right. I suppose it all comes down again to the quality of the product doesn't it mm-hmm. I, I don't i guess i wouldn't mind the pay-per-view every four weeks if it was worth watching yeah I suppose and, that's what it comes down to and dan said uh impact's uh, uh model is is good at the moment they have a subscription service where they have monthly special shows but only actually have four main pay-per-views a year and i think that's something mm. that aew okay. are doing as well they're not pushing pay-per-view after pay-per-view uh every single uh month it's what is the four five pay-per-views on there on yeah their it's calendar. five a year isn't it but it, but it's the weekly show that uh that ends up being the, the specials, like when they come back to Jacksonville, it's a homecoming, or when they go to a certain city, uh, they, they make a, a, a big hurrah of it. So mm. I, I like that kind of mindset where we get storylines building to a pay-per-view, 
months down the line, which uh, really makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Sharon's actually made a really good point there in the chat, if I can bring that up. Hang on a second. There we go. How can you build a story if the chase only lasts three weeks? And she's spot on. Exactly. Absolutely spot on. And then we've got Graham in the chat saying, the person who listens to podcasts at three times the speed, me, is complaining about the pace. Uh, and Glenn, Glenn, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, he says that, that uh, he's replied to Graham saying, they must think everyone sounds like chipmunks. Actually, the 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 podcast app I use doesn't uh, it doesn't change the pitch, so it, it so people don't get like high pitched voices. They ju- it just increases the speed, so people are talking like incredibly fast. I don't, I can't do it. I can't. It's, it's easy. I can't do one time speed now. It hurt my ears to do it today for uh, unbooking the territory. Okay, well, we'll come to that in a second. I wanted to ask you about that, but before we do, just for those people who do listen at three times, I'm going to people have played that <laughs> done that before really slowly and now when we play that back at three times i'm gonna say how that sounds it's gonna sound just normal uh, i once uh um told ricky and Clive from the ricky and Clive show uh that i listened at three times the speed so with them being scottish their their accent can sometimes be hard to understand at the best of times and then uh Clav sport really fast on purpose to see to see if I, uh, i'd pick it up still got it still picked out every <laughs> single word uh okay so i have not listened to utt podcast yet this is a uh, part and parcel of my bus journeys to work and i bang bang utt a change in attitude and so on um utt is probably tomorrow i listened to bang bang earlier today um but yeah i was tagged in a tweet saying that i was going to get grief i don't yeah. know what i've done so on this week's episode of uh unbooking the territory they, they had chris uh, from from Techers and uh, the Clarets Report, basically uh, all things football and wrestling, and he, they were they were talking about uh, they have a, a section where they they get the uh, the listeners' uh, comments, and uh, um, I mentioned uh, I was mentioned, and they they have this thing where they say I'm from Paddy, where I'm not from Paddy at all. Where's that? Um, so Padim is a, a little town that's uh, attached to Burnley, and uh, okay. it, it's 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 rough. It's but isn't rough Burnley as isn't Burnley just a little town that's attached to Blackburn though? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's disgusting. I can't believe you even gone there. Uh, oh, I just you deserve the grief now. You, you deserve <laughs> the grief now. But essentially, uh, when I'm coming on there, Dan uh, gives me loads of grief. Then Chris gives me a lot of grief. They called me the Paddy and Predator, which uh, is yeah, it sounds horrific, but it was actually the nickname for a footballer called Andy Payton because he was uh, a predator in the box. I saw Andy Payton play for Burnley, mate, away at Cambridge yeah. United. But you say the Paddy Predator now, and it sounds like that I sounds should be like, on a register. Yeah, like you, you were like the Burnley, you know, representative for the BBC or something. I, yes, know. exactly. <laughs> so uh, Dan said, "I were only in jest. Don't, don't go around giving sad grief." So I have given you grief over it. It was your fault that I got grief. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, Maxie, we're already 20-odd minutes in, and we haven't got to our non-wrestling topic yet, mate. 
And on this was a bigger. This was yeah. a, this was actually one that I put forward. Normally, when it comes to the non wrestling topics, Sai's got a rolodex of great ideas, and he, he usually throws some out, and we will pick one between us. But um, this week, I wanted this one specifically because I've I've missed out on so many box sets of, of TV programs. And then yesterday, last week, we were talking about uh, Phoenix Nats and uh, Max and Paddy and, and Sai saying that he hasn't caught them. So I wanted a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of a reminder of some good, indifferent and terrible uh, TV shows that we've uh, we all okay. enjoy. Okay, no, well. We can get to that in just a sec then. Um, before we do, very quickly, I just want to say, I don't know how we're going to deal with this because some of these box sets we're talking about are quite old programs now. But at the same time, people might not have seen them. So I suppose yes. if you're watching this or you're watching a replay back in the week or you're listening to the audio version later in the week, spoiler warning, spoiler alert, I guess. But be I, a bit cautious. Absolutely. But I mean, we, we, we're not going to deep dive into the, the whole storylines of the, the box sets because we got so many good replies mm. that it would be, uh, it would be hard to go through all the lot. But yeah, just be careful that, uh, if you are, if you want to see some of these shows that, uh, we might give away some plot details. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will start first of all, then with our good buddy, Ori, Ori, the draw on Twitter at Ori, the draw. Um, she responded in lightning quick pace to this. She must've been super excited about this topic, which is great to see. Uh, Ori says that she binged 10 seasons of supernatural in about 15 days. That's a lot of episodes. That's like 23, 24 episodes a season. So that's like nearly 250 episodes of uh... 15 days. So what's 250 divided by 50? So it's like 12 episodes a day, minimum. That's commitment to the cause, that is. Yeah, it's not even a programme I've ever seen. Um, my, my, my son's uh, partner, she adores the programme, like, right. loves it. But it's something that, not really my kind of uh, seeing that whole kind of witches and magic and, and all that stuff, but, um, I mean... 10 seasons in 15 days that is brutal mm. that sounds similar to like me and the wife when we did we would go through sons of anarchy in 24 we just like blitzed for it but we'll come to those shortly i expect um or he doesn't give any details here but she says she loved the show but definitely wish it had ended differently so I mean, i've seen some episodes of it and I, I quite enjoyed what i've seen but it wasn't something i watched um on a regular basis i guess mm-hmm. you know yeah i've seen zero of it Okay. Well, that's some of you to try, maybe, mate. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Andy at Bang Bang Podcast on Twitter says he loved the first series of True Detective, but the last episode was shite. Now, I've not seen any of this, but everyone who mentions it tells me it's really good. Again, another one that I've heard of, uh, not had the the opportunity to see. Uh, yeah, the, uh, that's gets way more positive reviews than than Supernatural does. So it look it's it may be something that that gets on my list. Okay, are you making a list now? Um, I've got the 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 tweets up, so I'll okay. definitely be I'll be definitely scrolling through them. Okay. Um, at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter, our good buddy there, Dan, good friend of the show. Uh, as far as Netflix originals go. He loved haunting the haunting of Hill House and the haunting of Bly Manor, mm-hmm. and he's just started Midnight Mass last night. Um, programs he couldn't get on with: Peaky Blinders gave it four episodes and did night for him. So he, uh, but he did, and he even sat through Farscape. 
So, but I, I like Piggy Blinders. Yeah, it's again another show that I didn't catch the first few seasons, so you, you're kind of out of the loop. Um, but I think it's finished now, and they're, they're doing a film. Uh, so one, one season left to come in. There's a one season, like six oh, episodes, like a little short little mini sort Like of a thing. mini season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, sometimes I'll, I'll tend to like wait for the... If I've missed a lot of the episodes, I'll wait for the, the, the whole thing to to wrap up yes. and then I'll catch up with it uh, so I'll probably end up doing that with Peaky Blinders another one that gets a lot of uh, kind of a Marmot style views people think it's either absolutely amazing or think it's it's, it's terrible so be interesting to see what that's like uh, as for Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Blind Manor oh they're brilliant uh, especially the Blind Manor one such a great story I'm guessing just by the title they're a bit spooky uh, yeah, there's a, a, a huge twist, if I remember rightly, in the Blair Manor one. Uh, again, I don't want to really give the, the spoilers away, but um, yeah, it, it's it's supernatural in, but it, but you don't realise how supernatural it is until you get to the last episode. Uh, okay, so it's like a big reveal sort of thing. That's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe I'll, 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 maybe I'll check that out. I won't. I'm too bit much of a scary cat, mate. I can't watch scary <laughs> things at night. I can't. I, if, I, if I watch something that's a bit creepy, I've got to put on like Family Guy afterwards before I go to bed, otherwise I have nightmares. It's not scary like, as in horror. It's more of a um, more of a drama than than, okay. than a scary one. Okay, oh, fair enough. Um, with Peaky Blinders, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed Peaky Blinders, but I'm not. I don't know. I suppose it's a bit of a contradiction, really. I enjoyed Peaky Blinders when I was watching it because it's one of those shows that the wife would go to bed. I'd watch a couple of episodes before I went up and so on. Um, but the last series I've got access to it or like on the on demand or Netflix or whatever. I've never actually got around to watching it. So maybe my interest sort of tailed off potentially. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, the only uh, bits of Peaky Blinders that I've really seen is when I watch Gogglebox. Uh, okay. I mean, the, a lot of the, 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 the programs mentioned uh, in in the Twitter comments, I've seen bits of them from Gogglebox, hmm. and haven't actually watched the the, the proper show. That's what I've, I've never really got into Gogglebox until very recently. Um, and there's certain people who are on that show that really make me laugh. They they crack me up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the vig the program Vigil that's been on. Recently. With the submarine, yeah. Yeah, I've not seen any of that, apart from what's on Gogglebox. And now I've got spoilers from Gogglebox. It's like, I might as well not bother. Yeah, they, they give the story away. They certainly yeah. do that. Uh, Dan continues. As far as shows I wish ended differently, Game of Thrones. Seven seasons of slow build, intricate stories and epic battles. And the ending gets shut out in six episodes. Mm-hmm. I've not seen any of Game of Thrones at all. So for Game of Thrones, I didn't see uh, the first seven seasons at all. And then um, we we heard that the eighth season, the final season was coming out. So me and the wife binge watched the, the full seven seasons over a couple of weeks uh, and really got into it like it was amazing. And then like Dan said, they, they absolutely shat out that, that eighth season, wrapped everything up in as soon as possible. Yeah, it was a, a crap way to go out for mm. that show. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's not actually on the suggestions or anything like that, but I've literally just finished watching this week. Um, have you ever seen Elementary with... I have, every guy, single episode. Yeah, the Johnny guy Lee Miller. Boy. Is he sick John- boy in Trainspotting? Yeah, Johnny Lee yeah. Miller. 
and um, Lucy Liu, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now I got into that and I bloody loved it. It was so good. And I had the same feeling when I got to the, I li- I've literally just finished watching it this week now. So season seven, I think it is the last one, is it? Is that the um, one where the st- his sister's in it? No. About, I don't know. You essentially it moves, doesn't it, to London? Yeah, for a couple of episodes, yeah. 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 That that was the same feeling to me. It was like it was all this build up with different bits and bobs and a serial killer here and Moriarty and all this sort of stuff. And then it's just like, oh yeah, we're done. We're gonna carry on working and that's that. And it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. And that was the end. Yeah. And I was like, huh. All right. Yeah. You can you can tell sometimes that shows don't have a definitive plan of how mm. they're gonna finish and they just keep getting uh they just keep uh, getting rescheduled and rescheduled and eventually when they get cancelled, oh yeah, we've got we've got to wrap this up now. Uh yeah. how are we gonna do it? <laughs> yes, it's funny you mentioned that actually we're coming to a show now that was very much like that. Andy from Bang Bang after his comments of true on True Detective uh, also tweeted at the show to say Oh, and Quantum Leap was crap. Oh dear, dear, dear. Oh, wow. Now, Andy, we're not going to have any leap slander at all on this program. I'll tell you that now. And to counteract that, I'm going to play this. Cream soda. (laughs) Nice. You, You like cream soda? Yeah. You're, you're, you're a delinquent, as far as I'm concerned. I love green soda, mate, but it's got to be the cheap £1 shit. The good stuff's too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense in itself. Cream soda's rank. I don't know. It's like it's not lemonade. Flavor, it? That's all it is. Uh, now I d- see, now I like vanilla, but I don't like f- cream soda. It's rank. Well, then you're the f- <laughs> delinquent idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That still stick, still tickles me every single time. Cream every, soda's lush. <laughs> you're the you go proper Gloucester as well, though. Well, you're the fucking delinquent, <laughs> isn't you? <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, what we got going on in the chat there, Magsy? So we're getting a, a, a lot of uh, talking between themselves as as our chat tend to do. Uh, Ideas for our, shows and stuff for you, I think, mate. Talking about um, American Horror Story again, another show that uh, uh, my, my two boys absolutely adore, and I've just never got around to watching it. Um, Dan saying it's he's actually ashamed that he hasn't uh, got around to watch it. Graham wants to know what I think of uh, the Air Bud film series. I've never watched. Um, who wants to watch a film about a dog playing basketball? Nobody does. Um, I don't even. Then, know, I don't know what that is. So Airbud Air is a dog. It's essentially, I think it's like a border collar, something like that. And he's amazing at all these different kinds of sports, like football, hockey. Right. What, like a real dog or is it like a cartoon? No, it's like a real It's a real dog. He's obviously, he's not really a good at basketball, I don't think, unless he's... He's just a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> he's Mr. Perfect. He's the Mr. Perfect of the dog world. I hope the dog's name's Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sharon saying that she keeps telling you that they what you should watch American Horror Story, and you just ignore her. Just ignore that one, Max. 
<laughs> I mean, we can we can mute her if you if you mute. <laughs> we'll we'll get around to watching it. Yeah, we'll get around to watching it. I'm probably just gonna be too scared though, aren't I? That's the problem. That's the problem. Ah, uh, Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. Always loved twenty four. Oh, I can get on board with this one hundred percent. Always loved twenty four, no matter how ridiculous it got. His wife used to say, "Has Jack's daughter been kidnapped again?" <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai is great if you enjoyed the original Karate Kid films. He also enjoyed Manifest and Money Heist, and of course Heels. Now I've not seen any of Manifest, Money Heist, or Heels or Cobra Kai, but twenty four I did enjoy. Yeah, twenty four is really good. Um, Money Heist is a one that's been on my Netflix uh, uh, list to watch, and I just haven't got around to it. Uh, Cobra Kai, yeah, I I really enjoyed the the um, Karate Kid films, and I, I don't want to watch it if it if it kind of sullies that kind of view of Karate Kid. So I've been avoiding it. I will eventually get around to it, though. Um, is, is Karate Kid one of those things that if you watch back now, it's going to be shite, like the 18? Don't, listen, you're getting on my very last nerve today, sir. <laughs> How dare you? No, honestly, the 18. I've got such fond memories of the 18, but you watch it back now and it's a bit like, mm, okay. No, it is not. Is it, it not? Absolutely. Listen, he loves it when a plan <laughs> comes together. <laughs> he does. He when does. he gets locked in a shed with a load of pipes and a, a crowbar and you can make a tank, yeah. that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. He'd come out with some sort of helicopter made from toilet roll and paper clips or something, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> it's art uh, attack for adults. That's right, with guns. Mill <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris continues a list of things that obviously he's not too fond of. Uh Sopranos, crap. Game of Wrong. Thrones, crap. Last season, yeah. Breaking Bad, crap. Wrong. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, crap. Never uh, watched it. Peaky Blinders, crap. Okay, so or uh, Sopranos I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite the, good. The film's coming out soon. Yeah, I mean it's not my favourite, but it was enough there to keep me going back and watching more. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones I never watched. Breaking Bad, uh, it just it was just so slow for me. No, it, you'd have it, to wait that, three episodes for something to happen. It it may be the most perfectly told TV or well um, TV program that's ever been. The, the 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 details and the Easter eggs in that program, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but it just felt quite slow paced. But then I not long finished watching twenty four, so maybe which everything is solved in an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is fantastic. I bloody love Sons of Anarchy, and there, there you go, Magsy. That's a show that you would love. I bet you'd really enjoy that. Riding through this world all alone. God takes your soul, you're on your own. The crow flies straight, a perfect line. Yeah, this first, one that, first season's a little bit, yeah, but you get through that, but you know, oh, it's worth it, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've always kind of liked. When it when it's uh, pops up on my, my Netflix feed, like, hmm, I might give it a try, and then I see how many seasons of it, and I think I ain't got I ain't got the time. I don't no, want to get into it point. if I haven't got the time to. Can you to, watch it on times three? 
you can't, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, that'd be amazing if you could. How quick would their motorbikes be going then? You know? <laughs> yeah, They'd be taking a drag. Of, they try to call badass at the bar. Take a drag of their cigarette. They're just like whoosh, straight down. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sons of Anarchy is also brilliant soundtrack as well. Absolutely fantastic soundtrack. Uh, and Peaky Blinders again. I, I thought Peaky Blinders was alright. You know, mm-hmm. but I've not finished it, so maybe that says something. Yes. Um, at UTT Rob, our good buddy Rob on Twitter. Vigil, Line of Duty, and The Americans were all really bingeable recent TV series. I've not seen any of those, but my sister tells me Line of Duty is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it through Gogglebox, so I know all the storyline. Same with Vigil. The Americans, I've not, I don't even think I've even heard of The Americans. No, I don't. So that'll be interesting mm. to check on. Uh, he does uh, give uh, Scott Bakula some grief, though. He does. He says to fit in with size, my new project. Uh, Star Trek Enterprise final series wasn't great. Scott Bakula, who was far too moralistic in Quantum Leap, turned into far too much of an ass in Enterprise. I, I guess he said, well, it's four letters. It could be the C word, couldn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I thought it was the C. That, that's, I mean, so why that's did my probably... mind straight away read ass then? I don't know. Maybe you're just too innocent. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't mind him criticising Scott Bakula for Star Trek Enterprise. I've never seen it. But we'll have no quantum leap on Sam Beckett slander. Don't here make on me show. play the video no, again. <laughs> oh, uh, Millwall Chris also says he forgot about Homeland. Loved that. I thought the ending was pretty decent. Now, Homeland, I watched the first couple of seasons, thought it was really good. But again, just kind of lost interest. Um, I didn't. I loved it. Every single every single season of it was was really good. I thought again, that's another really well told story. I think they dragged out. Maybe there were a couple of seasons that that we didn't really need, mm-hmm. uh, and it was kind of filler. But the the whole story of of, of Carrie and, and her dealing with uh with uh with her mental illness, but still being like this uh undercover kind of a CIA agent um in the middle of essentially world wars. I thought that's a brilliant story. See, I get my hair off when it gets too much about like, this is going to sound silly, when it gets too much about like the characters themselves. Do you know what I mean? So I watch certain TV shows and like, um, uh, cop shows or whatever, I guess. I, I enjoy that. Them catching the bad guy. You got your, your case each week and it's almost like a who's done it sort of thing, you know? Um, and then after a season or two, they start falling in love and you find out about their kids. I don't want all that shit, man. You, you, know? just, you want the action. That's, yeah, just, that's just why you love 24. Yeah, exactly. Just go to work, catch the bad guy, and then I'll watch the next episode. That's sad. Yeah. Not all this, oh, you know, me and my wife are going through a tough time. I don't care. You know, I don't care. I don't yeah. care if you're falling out with your family because you're, you know, off chasing bad guys all the time. That's what your job is. Yeah, the president's daughter ain't going to save herself. Exactly. Crack on. <laughs> there you go, mate. There you go. Uh, so we got a few others here as well, Magazine. we got Anya in the chat here saying, NCIS is good, but only the first four or five seasons. Now, I tried to get into that, mm-hmm. and I watched the first maybe two seasons, and I did enjoy it. Again, I don't know why I carried on. Didn't carry on, sorry. Yeah, NCIS, is that the, the, the one that's about the Navy? Yeah, I think so. I've, I've, I read a story not long ago where the the main actor on it is a bit of a dickhead, like in okay. real life, and the the person who created the show and the director, he essentially forced them off the show, 
and he, he had a lot of falling outs with uh, a lot of his core horses, uh, core stars uh, to the show, where they ended up getting killed off because he had a problem with them. Ah, okay. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor in the chat as well. He forgot to add Law & Order SVU. Again, I, I don't mind that. That's all right. That's quite good. But again, that was one of those it got. It was good when it was Benson and Stabler with Ice T and the old dude all going out to catch bad guys. You know, that was good. Now it's all about her kid and it's, oh, fuck off. You know, it's just... <laughs> fuck your kids, essentially. <laughs> well, no, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ain't about all that, mate. It's just like, go catch the bad guys, isn't it? Yeah, you're, a, you're an all action kind of guy. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, Oh, there was one that popped in my head then, but it's gone. So we'll carry on with Twitter instead. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scottish Danny, Scottish Juggalo, sorry, on Twitter. Danny, oh, well, no. Sir wants shooty, shooty, bang, bang, explosions. Yeah, that sounds exactly. Sounds pretty true. Exactly. Uh, Danny, oh, oh, heard Danny on um, Bang Bang this morning, Bang Bang podcast. Mm-hmm. Great stuff to, you know, see Danny out there on podcast, getting involved and, and so on. That's, that's always good. Yep didn't sound quite like i expected i thought he was going to come across more rabsy nesbit um, <laughs> than what we got oh wow so that, you know yeah he does explain why he doesn't have a scottish yeah. accent so yeah there is that but yeah i i understand what you mean when your yeah. name is uh at the scottish juggalo uh, and you're on on YouTube as Scottish Danny, and then you sound like you're from uh, Kent. There's a, a <laughs> bit of a disconnect there, but yeah, yeah. it's great. To, it's great to hear him uh, uh, doing the rounds on shows. Um, hmm. Yeah, great fun. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. It's obvious as well that he takes it seriously. He's done some research for going on these shows and so on because he's fully clued up on what he's talking about. It's, it's great to hear. So yeah, keep it up, Danny. Really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. And um, and what really kind of. Um, plucked at my heartstrings was how how much he he really shouted out the show and uh, he's done it all all this week all over Twitter really kind of putting uh, us and, and chain wrestling over I yeah. really do appreciate that and same with uh, Handy T1 um, uh, TF uh, yes. apologies for getting your, your name wrong but yeah the, the support from all you guys is it blows us away every single week. We we honestly think that one day we're just going to turn up and nobody's watching and no one gives a shit because it's like living in a dream that you all really have took this show to your heart and we we really do appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, it's it's fantastic. I mean, the people involved when we're live like this, the the people who rewatch the show because the views go up during the week as well which is great mm-hmm. to see and then when the audio version comes out that's that, that's doing great stuff as well so it, honestly it's it really absolutely is. fantastic it really is it's it's so good i really well i just echo what magsy says we, we really appreciate it mm-hmm. and that's exactly it sharon that's spot on sharon in the chat there saying criminal minds was amazing that's the one i thought about and then straight away forgot about it again but that's the one yeah criminal minds that is so good Mm-hmm. Never Absolutely. Oh, Magsy, you'll enjoy that, mate. You'd really enjoy that. That's good. I, I'm going to need about five five months of just binging all these amazing <laughs> programs. And Sharon, my wife, also there says the Mentalist, and that was the last season was a bit crap. I'm not going to lie, um, but the rest of it was really good. The Mentalist, he's, he's um, a TV psychic, so he's obviously not really psychic. It's all fake. 
okay. who goads a serial killer on TV and the serial killer kills his wife and kid. So he then helps, he then starts working for the police to help try and catch this serial killer. But not every case is about that particular killer. He's got to help them with other, um, other cases as well to get access to that file, if that makes sense. Okay. But he's where he's, he's been a TV psychic and a bit of a con man. He can like read people really well and body language and if they're lying and all that sort of, it's really good. Really, really good show. That's well worth a watch. <laughs> bang bang podcast uk um uk is there one elsewhere in the world <laughs> yeah he's going international yeah oh he's big time in us now look, look at that he is big time in us. i don't know why he's done that it's because he's put bang bang podcast as one name and on youtube you have to have a second name so he just added uh, uk i get yeah <laughs> yeah i get yeah um he says here andy has anyone suggested prisoner at cell block h yet they have, not. They have not and so going on to that um one of the things that I want to get for the wife and I've been looking for about a decade almost is a, a box out of every single episode of Prison Cell Block H and I think there's about 600 episodes or something like that uh, and they only actually released a full box out of it in Australia uh, so in the UK you can get that box sets of each season um, right. all that parts of a season because the, there's just tons and tons of episodes but to, to get one from Australia it's like about 800 quid to Why? just yeah but she adores prison sablock edge it's not still going is it no no well wentworth was uh like a a revamp of it I don't oh, know okay. that's still even going yeah, i don't know i remember watching it like back in the day because you know, had four channels and there's fuck all else on you know <laughs> and and if you if you were good you, you got to stay up to watch because it ran at like stupid o'clock at now yeah yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, getting back to Danny's tweet, he says, Bottom, once I stick on one episode, he has to watch at least five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says Manhunt and True Detective. Now, Manhunt is quite a recent one, isn't it? And it's got the fella from Men Behaving Badly in it. What's his name? Um, um, Martin Cleans. Martin Cleans. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one. Well, I was I saw thinking of a different show. It. Oh, it might be. In- no, Manhunt's the one wrong. I think it is. I saw adverts for it uh, very recently. Thought that looks really good. Went on the little box thing to have a look, and it was actually season two. So I've got to go back and watch season one first. But yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking of a, a different show, a show called Manhunter. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, kicking it with Connor at Kicking It Soccer on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sopranos. He finished six seasons in about four months. Yeah. See, it's one of those programs, same as, same as 24. I find 24 quite lethal like that. You, you watch one episode, you end up watching four or five. Yeah. You know? And and, and that's that the the double-edged sword of, of when episodes all drop at once. I mean, mm. when you used to have to, you had to wait for next week's episode. Now with, with like Netflix and Amazon Prime and uh, you just get all the lot at once. So you're like... I can spare another 45 minutes. Let's watch yeah. the next one. And by the time you finish, you've watched like 12 episodes and it's like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I used to phone in sick when I was watching 24 to work. Because it bad. got that obsessive with us. Like, you know, I, I hated my job anyway, mate. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you're thinking of Doc Martin, sir. He's not a detective. <laughs> no, Martin Clunes is in this, this man. I swear he is. Am I just getting it completely wrong? I swear he is. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Chris Martin Martin Clunes, yeah, yeah there you go. See, yeah, I've not watched Doc Martin. None of that was that any good. 
Never watched it. No? Okay. This is fantastic <laughs> audio. <laughs> no, I like, like I said at the beginning, I, I did this. One of the memories was to get uh, some some um, some advice on what box sets I should be watching. Okay, so you basically you've hijacked one of the topics for the show for your own selfish needs. Pretty much. Is that not what we always do on this show? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, uh, Mill or Chris, again here on Twitter, is uh, assuming he doesn't need to name the obvious, like Only Fools and Horses, The Young Ones, Faulty Towers, etc. Uh, also, a TV series called Alcatraz, which was axed after oh, one season, was, just as it was getting good. So good. That was See, that so again... Good. That again as well. I don't know if it's on Netflix or on the on-demand thingy on Sky or whatever. But I looked at that and I thought that looks fantastic. It was. Googled fantastic. it and then it said it was cancelled, so I ain't bothered. After Is it worth one it? season as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the show itself was absolutely brilliant. The the fact it got cancelled after one season, especially when they built uh, and they were showing the uh, the the kind of. Um, the next level of the story ready for season two and then said, yeah, we're not going to get a season two. That was a kick in the nuts, but yeah, it was such a great show. I think Tommy Lee Jones was, uh, was the main star in, in it. And yeah, it was so damn good. Uh, okay. Mm. But it's worth a watch. If you can get, if you can get hold of it, it's well worth a watch. Just doesn't have an ending. That sucks. Though, no, the, the first season has an ending. Right, it, but then there's like a um, uh, a cliffhanger almost. Well, not not even a, a tease for what the second season is going to be about. Uh, you just don't get that. Mm, okay. Well, that's a shame. Um, speaking of handy T1TF that we mentioned earlier on, a uh, good friend of the show there. <laughs> um, he says the show he binged the most was Merlin. I didn't really get into that. Like as in the magician. Hmm. Nope, never watched it. No, I didn't really get into that. Um, I know my parents really enjoyed it. Um, he didn't get, he didn't really get Doom Patrol again. I'm not too familiar with that one. No, never heard of that as well. No, but yeah, Merlin. I think it was on the BBC and it was quite spectacular visually. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember catching parts of it and thinking, "This is this is really good," but never actually watching the whole whole thing. Like you know, but yeah, there we go. Um, MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. Rewatched a lot of stuff over COVID, but Fringe is a good show. I've not seen that. Nope. It's another one that I've not seen. So Add it to your list, Mags. It's definitely going on the list. <laughs> and Graham also says he's just watched season five of the eighteen. No proper finish at all. Very disappointing. That, okay. That's a bad take. So <laughs> is that it? No. Is this is this what we've been reduced to on the show? You're literally gonna sit there and go, not seen it, bad take, you're wrong, not seen it. That, that's I mean, it, is it? <laughs> Graham's not normally wrong, but when he's saying that the A team is disappointed, then he's wrong. Yeah, There's no okay. two ways about it. Okay. Um all the way from Australia, our good buddy on the other side of the world, uh Mr. Mangle, Mr. Mangle underscore Chris, prison break, um the original probably should have ended sooner but he really enjoyed prison break um i love prison break as well but again probably did go on too long did you watch yeah. any of that one magazine um I, I vaguely remember watching the first season um it's the one where he has a map of the prison tattooed on his back yes like yeah really um, good and then he breaks back into prison and then breaks back out of prison yeah it's uh gets a bit ridiculous yeah i mean the first series when they're breaking out is fantastic the second series, spoiler alert, people know when they've broken out, 
Um, that's quite good as well because you've been waiting for the whole first season to see them get at you. Mm-hmm. After that, it starts getting a bit daft. <laughs> but the concepts, really, and, and the, like I said, the first series we're planning to you know to break out of this prison and so on. That's 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 really good. I did enjoy that. Um, the Interstate Wrestling Podcast at IS WrestlePod on Twitter says there's many to name, but standouts for him include Breaking Bad again. Good, I never yeah. shite for that one. Um, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Never seen any. Yeah, I, I remember original. I, yeah, I remember the original with uh, with uh, the guy from uh, Air Team face from the Air yeah, Team. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I haven't. I saw the the trailer for the for the reboot, but I never watched any of the episodes. Right. Okay. Uh, Six feet under. Nope. Never seen that. Nope. Uh, and Sopranos. But he also loved the US office after it took a life of its own and grew its own legs. Yeah. I find that the same. I, I really enjoyed the US office. The more I watched it, mm-hmm. um, then the UK version that he says here is amazing. But again, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the UK version as well. So. Yeah. I, and I think that's why I can't get into the, the US one um, because I love the the UK version mm. so much. I think it's such a, a clever kind of twist on on documentaries that I just couldn't I couldn't vibe with the US version. Um, I should really give it another chance, um, but your 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 missus is is wrong on every level there, saying that the US <laughs> office is much better than the UK one. Absolutely not. Absolutely not at all. The US office is when you give it a go and, and you get past the first couple of because the first series or so they're doing very similar episodes to the UK version, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. When you get past that, it's it's very good. It really is. It really is funny. Um, Sharon doesn't like Ricky Gervais at all, either. Well, so that's probably she's, she's wrong. Mm, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have Benny in the chat saying the remake of Battlestar was awesome. I might have to check that out then because I remember watching the um, uh, the series when I was younger, the original series. So I might have to check that out. Um, Andy Bang Bang podcast as well. Uh, the Battlestar remake was good. Naff ending though. So yeah, there seems to be a lot of these shows that sort of get to the end and they don't know what to do, do they? Yeah. I mean, one that got mentioned um, on 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 Twitter was Lost, and I thought that for the first yeah. two or three seasons was some of the best TV that's that's ever been made. And then they didn't have an end game; they they just kept uh, adding twists and and plot devices, and it ended up being nonsensical, which really kind of ruins the whole show because it's, it's not something you can go back now and, and binge watch because you know how terrible mm. that, that ended out that ended it so it's actually the very next tweet in the list we're working through magazine it's from our good mate steve at total steve on twitter he says um because of you mentioning it so i gave lost a go season one and two were fantastic season three was meh four was okay is there a difference between meh and okay or i think it- meh is just a bit over okay. Okay. Right. Uh, five, <laughs> <laughs> meh. five was enjoyable. Six was awful. The ending was shit. Had so it much was. potential. Just felt, yeah, totally. And it was one of those things where I was watching it and I got really into Lost. But again, it's one of those programs we watched when it had already finished. So everyone was yeah. telling me the ending is shit. So I was prepared for the ending being rubbish, but I still got fully invested into this program. And then when we got to the ending, it was literally, I just sat, my wife just started laughing. Just like laughing, it was so ridiculous, and I just kind of sat there looking at the telly, like I don't really know w- what to think of that. Yeah, 
And again, it's one of those um, TV shows that I, th- I actually think they, they they probably had a definitive end for it, but because it took on a laugh of its own and it was so huge, the the TV company said, "No, we want more of this. You've got to mm. stretch this out." And and then they started adding ridiculous uh, stories. I mean, the fucking smoke monster that was awful, absolutely awful. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, it was ruined because it got so big, I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, we got Millwall Chris in the chat here as well. Hi, Chris. How are you doing, mate? Hello, sir. He says, <laughs> never heard of Quantum Leap. No. Never heard that's of new. it. Is, is it worth checking out? Quantum Leap is, oh, and boy. again, spoiler alert, I guess, but I'm not going to go into too many details, okay? Because there are people telling me they've never seen the show and they're going to follow along with us when Waiting Room starts coming out and very, very soon, in the next week or two, I believe, it's going to be actually be there on on the Ooh, network, on Radio Tickets, ready to go. Um, the ending is brilliant in one way, but kind of sucks in the other way. And it is a case of they were just told, same with some of these other, these, these other programs, you're not getting another season. So they had to quickly wrap it up. And it's it's a shame. It's a real shame. But we'll get to that on an episode of The Waiting Room, no doubt. Um, Steve-O continues. Other than that, he's more of a sitcom man. Started re-watching Peep Show again. Yes. I do enjoy Peep Show. That is great. Peep, Peep Show is so good. Peep yeah. Show and Artie Crowder, two of the best British comedies that have been ever that have been made. Yeah. Um, Black Mirror. Most episodes were excellent. Yeah, this is where I take umbrage with Steve-O. I normally uh, agree with him pretty much wholeheartedly, but Black Mirror, I think every single episode is is so intelligently done. Uh, Charlie Brooker, the writer, is such a clever, clever guy. I love how close to the bone it is in terms of uh, how technology could could really change our lives and not always for the better. Mm. Yeah, there was another one as well. Um, because I always got the two names confused, but I can't remember it now. It was not Black Mirror, it was something else, and it was about a girl who was cloned and so on. Um, hmm. oh, that'll come to me later on. We'll probably be talking about Darren Dallas Page, you'll just pop in my head and I'll shout it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was, was sure. that was that was fantastic. If anyone can remember this, it's 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 a lass who. Uh, finds out that she has been cloned as part of a government project and she plays God knows how many different roles in oh, the show. Orphan Black. Orphan Black, that's it, yeah. Oh, that is so good. Have you seen that one, Magsy? No. That, I, watch I, that. I there you go. That is that is amazing. It's got a good ending. It's got plot twists that uh, make sense. It is superb. And the lass in it is brilliant as well because she plays so many different characters because these are all her clones and she's also you know not hard work to look at which i think always helps um at the matter uk on twitter he's binge watched so many series over the last 18 months clarkson's farm on prime is very good i've seen a lot of people talking about that but i've never seen it yeah i, I, I went off clarkson due to just how much of a goon he started being he started like being a character of himself um, right but yeah, I've heard good things about Clarkson Farm and not something I've watched yet though. Yeah. Um currently binging season five of Star Trek The Next Generation, ironically having spent twenty years ridiculing trickies. Oh, well, okay. you read what you saw, Matt. 
you reap yeah. what you saw. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not a Trekker. It's not uh, Star Trek is not something that that really, especially the TV programs. They don't really interest me. Uh, the films are good, but uh, not so much the TV programs. Uh, okay. Um, Pre lockdown, he watched Fuller House. Don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's Full House, but with more people in it. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of everyone's squidging against the wall where they can't, you know, because <laughs> it's too full. Um, House, that's the Doctor program, isn't it? That's supposed it to be is. good. Yeah. Um, Buffy, I enjoyed Buffy when it when it was the sort of on its first run. Watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that was quite good. Yeah, it was all right. It was very much of its time. Don't get me wrong. You know, but yeah, um, Angel as well. He's put here. That's yeah. the follow up in it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, and lastly, from Twitter, before we dive back into the chat and have a little look there, we have asking underscore architects at Dan, not Daniel, on Twitter. Uh, being human, the last three series misfits. Sorry, being human, the last three series misfits. All the series Friday night dinner. Gavin is a banger. Yeah, that's great. Gavin and Stacey, Peep Show, Mandine, Breaking Bad, Bad Girls. Bad Girls I've never seen. Is that the prison one? Yeah, I think so. And it had Shirley from EastEnders in it. Oh, that's a great show. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Um, Mandine's good. That's quite funny. Um, never, never seen it. I've heard good things about it, but I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's quite good. And obviously, Friday Night Dinner and Gavin and Stacey I quite enjoy as well. So, yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's everybody from Twitter who's messaged into the show with your takes on TV box sets, programs to binge or avoid. Um, You've given me a hell of a lot of food, uh, food for thought. I'll definitely be checking out uh, some of these uh, these shows, absolutely for sure. Uh, in the chat, they've still got some more mentioned uh a lot of conversation about V. Uh, is that the one with the the aliens? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. Thanks. I think, I think um, uh, Sharon and Bang Bang Andy were talking about V in the chat, weren't they? Is that yeah. right? It's about aliens and stuff. I'm not sure. They'll probably tell us in there. I'm sure they will. Uh, Anya agrees with uh, Clarkson's farm. Um, Sharon says that Star Trek Next Gen is the best. It's- Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dan saying that House was ace. Uh, Millwall Chris saying that Angel was decent. Sharon agreeing with me that uh, Bad Girls was uh, was awesome and saying footballers wabs as well. Um, that is that is the sort of crap that she'd watch. Nick time. Tuck. I did used to watch Dream Team. That was good on Sky. Um, uh, Harchester United. Is Harchester that the United. Purple kit. The purple kit. That was a yeah. banging show. With uh, Jerry Block as the owner, um, and Sharon is uh, confirming that V is about aliens. Yeah. So, Sal, what box sets uh, do you want to throw in for for people to check out? Um, 24 is one that most people have probably seen, but I bloody loved it so much. I'd happily go back and watch it again now from the start. I really enjoyed 24. Um, 
there's only one Carl Fletcher from UTT, Rob. Yeah, that's, yeah I remember that. <laughs> um, Sharon and I watched Person of Interest. I really, really enjoyed that show. That was fantastic. That was really good. Um, I'll be honest, now you've mentioned it, Orphan Black is the one for me, Maxie. If you, if you wanted to check some out, I think it's like four seasons, maybe? Five, maybe? That that Orphan Black, I, I really, really enjoyed that. It was so, so good. Yeah, um, again, it's it's definitely gone on the list. I mean, I've heard of the show. It's it's not it's not a show that uh, I'm totally unaware of, but um, it's not one I've I've really got into. So yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it, it was it was excellent. Um, yeah, and, and Quantum Leap, obviously. So goes <laughs> right saying that. Don't 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 slander Quantum Leap in the chat, please, Andy. I know you're tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got the ban hammer ready for people yeah. who, sl- who slay quantum leap. You say that I don't know how to do it, so you can probably you can say you can say what you like. You'll get away with it because I don't know how to kick people out or anything. I just see a reading what they're saying. Mags is in charge of all that. <laughs> wow. What about you, Mags? Have you got any that you want to suggest, or any that p- people have suggested here that have piqued your interest that you might go and check out? There's a plenty that have piqued me interest, and I'm going to be checking out quite a few. Um, some that I would throw out for other people. Alcatraz, I think that's absolutely brilliant. That was a, uh, a see, great show. I'm going to. I'm going to. Now you've said that, Max. Now you said it's worth it, even though it ended the way it did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Blind Spot is another great show. Um, okay. Have you heard of that one? Is that the woman who gets fanged in a park and she's got tattoos or something? Yeah, essentially, she has amnesia, and the tattoos are all clues to uh, to uh, crimes, and and eventually they they find out who she is and what what she was. Uh, um, basically, had a ma- memory wipe for a uh, great show. Um, then Manhunter, um, one uh, that I confused with Manhunter. That's a that's a, an American kind of a crime thriller, but it's uh, based in a lot of real life. Uh, they talk to some like real life uh, serial killers um, in the show. Obviously, not not the not the actual serial killers, but it's based like in uh, with the interweave with real life stories uh, to try and get a, like a, a book of how to deal with serial killers. Um, and how to like uh, combat them. Uh, then there's uh, the Man in the High Castle, which is a uh, kind of like a, a war epic. Uh, essentially, it's uh, what would have happened if uh, Germany and Japan had won World War Two, and the kind of oh, life, right. uh, the life we would be living. Um, that's a, a really good show. It gets a little bit weird with a bit of time traveling, but it's still. Uh, I love a bit of time traveling, Mags. Yeah, so that's a uh, a great show to watch. Um, I'm sure there's, there'll be others that'll come to me once uh, once I've not really kind of focused on it. But yeah, that's a there's there's a few there for you to to pick at. Oh, travelers, that's a good one. Never heard of it. It's, Humans, that's a good one. Oh, I'm not seeing. That's with the that's with the uh, the robots who uh, look like humans. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen adverts of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Travelers is the guy from Will and Grace who plays Will, and okay. they are from the future, and they're trying to solve a big problem in our time that affects things going to shit in the future. And when okay. the way they do that is when somebody in our time dies, in the future their subconscious is sent back to take over that person's body, like the second after they die. 
Okay. So Dave, so for example, I'll call him Will Truman because that's his name in Will and Grace, but that's not really his name in this program. I can't remember. But Will Truman. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Will Truman is an FBI agent. He his subconscious is sent back into the body of this FBI agent to fulfil his missions in the past. Um. So he has to carry on. In in, in the real timeline, that person should be dead, but he's kept him alive, and he has to pretend he is that person with his wife and his job and still fulfill the mess that the, the, the missions. But there's a, there's a team of like five or six of them working together. And that is absolutely brilliant. That is so good. It's finished now. They made two seasons of it. It's on Netflix and it is absolutely fantastic. Max It's so, so good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, another one to add to my list. Yeah. Oh, you got to retire from podcasting, mate. You got too much telly to watch. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much, everybody. Yeah. You you... Tweeted in, messaged us, uh, been involved in the chat, got, you know, just interacted in any way, shape or form for this, this non-wrestling topic today. It has been a huge one. I mean, we're already an hour and 10 minutes into the show. We haven't even talked mm-hmm. any wrestling yet properly. No. So uh, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so, so much, everybody for getting involved. Um, at chain underscore wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to get involved in future topics, um, Max, I suppose now is the time to talk a little wrestling, I guess. I suppose it is. So let's, uh, let's get ready. And, and that's actually very apropos because uh, Michael Buffer was actually on this show. He was. And I think Randy Savage is in Ready to Rumble. So mm-hmm. there you go. Look at that, eh? Some random wow, late WCW knowledge. <laughs> uh, Maxi, I'm on a bit of a roll, mate. Well, let's not talk about that, sir. um i won the poll again so thank you so so much to everybody who voted we are heading back today to the great american bash 1997 to see the main event from that show it's not a world title match or a title match in any way shape or form it's literally just a grudge match between Mm -hmm. diamond dallas page and macho man randy savage savage is full-blown black and white macho madness at this point in his career um, he has been taken in with the NWO um, and Paige is, this is before Sting has made his proper return, his proper comeback. We've seen him, I think, a few times, but nothing concrete or solid yet because it's not, you know, Starcade happens in December. Um, Paige is, it feels like in WCW at this time, Diamond Dallas Page is kind of facing, a, it's a one-man crusade to stop yeah. the NWO invasion. Um and it kind of leads us to this this grudge match here after the NWO and Savage spray paint Kimberly and, and so on uh, and, and build this fuse. They've had a few other matches previously and it builds to this, um, which is in, announced as being non-sanctioned, no DQ, falls count anywhere, lights out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how many more ways they can explain that it's going to be a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, no rules. This yeah. is extreme rules actually extreme <laughs> there we go um 
Max, have you seen this before, or is it when was the last I time you watched it? Or I haven't seen this match at all. And I, I mean, I know vaguely the the storylines. Uh, as, as you are fully aware, WCW was not my was not my thing back in mm-hmm. in this time. And, and I have gone back and watched uh, some of the stuff, but this isn't one uh, of the matches that I've gone back and watched. But I do know the storyline of uh, of Page and and his uh, like you said, one man crusade to to uh, rid the the company of, of NWO. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my favourite moments, looking back, is, is when they tried to get Paige to join the NWO. I think it's on a Nitro. And they're all there, and they're handing him the shirt, and it looks like he's taking the shirt, and everyone's booing, and, you know, he looks like he's getting involved. And then he throws the shirt away, hits Scott Hall with an RKO, and the crowd go absolutely batshit crazy. And the the, 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 the this, to me, this, this year and this time period and these matches with Savage is really a coming out party for Diamond Dallas Page, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was very late to wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I remember uh, uh, listening to an interview with him, uh, and he didn't start really getting into wrestling until like his thirties. Um, yeah. So, for him to be um, such a huge star, he, he was essentially the the people's champion on 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 WCW, uh, just like the Rock was on on uh, WWE. So, it, it's good to see him really kind of. Uh, he was one of the people. He became a wrestler uh, because it was a dream of his, and uh, it's cool to see him um, main event in pay per views. Really good. Yeah, yeah, and, and the praise he gives Randy Savage from this this time period as well. Um, there's an interview that I watched online uh, before coming on the show today about, and it's Paige talking about Savage and this this time frame, and and he said a year before this maybe. Savage took him to one side and said, you're doing too much. You've got the hats, the glittery jacket, the cigar, the sunglasses. You've got too many gimmicks going on. You really need to strip it back. Uh, and then when he did, Savage then went to Arn Anderson, who was an agent, and Eric Bischoff and said, I want to work with this guy. And it basically the feud elevated Page into the main event picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's, he's hugely, hugely grateful to Savage for that. Um, I mean, he's 41 here, I believe, at this stage, Diamond Dallas Page, which is, which is incredible, really. That's, I mean, that's 41, 41 (laughs) this, and look how Page looked there. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing. He's almost talented. I mean, even now he looks, he looks 40, if that, and the guy's like, Six mid sixties. It's yeah. phenomenal. The guy is, he is, he's, he's a, he's a vampire. He's got to be, got to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. It is insane. That's what I guess yoga does you some good, man. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, it must do because so many people do it. I just don't fancy it. <laughs> uh, I love the entrance way we see here because it's not. It's a pay per view entrance. It's, it's got the Great American Bash sign hanging from the ceiling. It's got the um, multiple screens making it one big screen, which is what they used to do back in the day, wasn't it? Rather than having one massive mm-hmm. screen like we have now. Yeah. Um, and then a few fireworks going off and a couple of uh, uh, sort, of, sort of big curtain banner style things hanging down. It's not too overstated and too over the top, which sometimes you get now, but it's different enough from Nitro to look, to look like right. it's a special occasion. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very understated. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, the fireworks going off, and it scans across the the, the crowd as as Page makes his entrance, 
And there's a guy with what looks like he's bought like a tea tray from home with DDP just painted on it. It's like, and, and we'll see that later in the show. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I'm looking at, it and I'm thinking, did you just not have any card or something? Did you just look around? And go, I've got nothing to make a sign with. I'm a big page fan. I want to support my man. Ah, oh, I'll tell you what. Just knocks all the coffee mugs away. That'll do. <laughs> I'm taking this. It, it's almost like it was a plant. No. No, 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 no. That, that implies that WCW were like, you know, forward thinkers in some way, shape or form. That definitely <laughs> was not the case. <laughs> but um, before we even get to the match, though, uh, how good did did Elizabeth look? She looked phenomenal. And, and Kimberly as well. She absolutely yeah. looked amazing. Um, yeah, two really cool looking valets there um such a stark contrast with liz from wcw and liz from the wwf uh, where she was like the the lady of uh of uh of, of wf the first lady and then here she looks like a, a vixen almost it's really kind of a very different yeah definitely i mean so nwo liz she's got a bit of a, a bit of a sort of i suppose naturally because she's supposed to be a heel she's got a bit more of a, a heel edge to her and mm-hmm. um, yeah she looks fantastic doesn't she but even going down even going down to the the ring though everybody loved her and yeah. she's there smiling and wearing and she's meant to be the heel in this or one of the heels in this story uh and people just absolutely adored her it was uh really good saying it's, it's it's sad that she she was taken way too early yeah and and the way she went as well is is, is hideous mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. You know, it's um, again another another victim of the wrestling business, I suppose, to, yeah. to drugs and excess, which is a big, big shame. Um, she's also as quite early on used as a human shield by Randy Savage, isn't she? <laughs> kind of like how it was last week, yeah. With uh, with uh, Savage, he's uh, he's not afraid of putting his uh, his missus in the firing line to protect himself. Um, but I actually thought the the beginning of this uh, this match was was really well done with uh, Kimbler coming out and essentially distracting uh, Savage. For Paige to to slip under the the bottom rope behind him and and start the the full on attack. And one thing about Paige that I always chuckle at is he, he's got a permanent rib injuries. Every time yeah. you see him wrestling, he's always got a rib injury, but he never tapes his ribs up. It's always around his waist. Yeah, I mean, I've got a note about the that actually, the, the tape that's and also it's something that my wife Sharon jokes about with me quite a bit as well. Like when you saw Lesnar for a while had his ribs taped, didn't he? What was that back in 2003? Yeah, quite a long-term mm-hmm. thing there. And yeah. um, I think it was one of the young bucks had their back taped in a similar way. Yeah. What does that and, do? Yeah. It does I mean, nothing. It's just tape around your body. It, yeah, it does nothing. It, it doesn't provide any uh, support. Nah. You might as well just have a big neon sign saying, Hey mate, kick me here. <laughs> and Sammy you know? does. Yeah, Savage exactly. Kicks him there <laughs> a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this match, to be fair, a lot goes on. It, well, I say, I say a lot. It's, it's quite, it's full of action, but it's all quite simplistic, I guess, because it is that the nature of the beast is that it's this, this unsanctioned, no DQ match. So it's a lot of brawling. It's quite chaotic. 
Yeah, it's, only... it's, it's very stripped back. I mean, you do see uh, Paige does the 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 kind of a plancher over the top rope, which injures his ribs. I mean, uh, Dusty on commentary is brilliant. That why would you do a move that you've never done before with the injury that you've got? That was just ridiculous, Paige. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a brawl. It's, it's exactly what it what this storyline uh, called for. There was no kind of a real chain wrestling. I mean, there was once a bit at the very early where uh, we saw a little bit of a, a back and forth, and then it ends with Paige doing a, a clothesline. But this was a brawl. It was mm. two people who hated each other's guts. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't go very long either, does it? For for a big grudge match and the main event of the pay per view, we're looking at roughly quarter of an hour, I suppose. And and yet in that quarter of an hour, they go into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, twice, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. They go uh, to almost out the uh, the kind of entrance to uh, a VIP picnic area, which uh, was weird because they put AstroTurf yeah. down and some and some park benches. Uh, yeah, if, if nobody's was... seen this, that's that's exactly right, Magsy. It's, it's it's so like, Tony Schiavone on commentary says this is a VIP section where they're having a picnic and a barbecue. Uh, there's yeah. a fucking barbecue there. Indoors on this AstroTurf. It's like literally a raised section, maybe a foot high, if that. It's and a it's decking. Fe- Someone's built a decking. Yeah, and, and you've got like the, the old-fashioned, or, or well, I suppose not even old-fashioned, they're still used now, aren't they? Sort of picnic-style wooden benches. And a couple of bowls with bits and bobs of fruit in on, on the bowl, on the thing. And he's going, this is for our VIPs. If I was a VIP, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, why am I sat here with these little... I paid thousand dollars for this. Yeah, I'm so, I, I can't see the ring. I'm so far away, <laughs> and all I've got is this manky apple. It's like you know, I, I, that's not how you treat a VIP, is it? Surely. And uh, a, a picnic desk that's made of balsa wood. Yeah. I mean, if if I even attempted to sit down at that desk, the desk would have collapsed. <laughs> it was just uh, ridiculous, and a barbecue indoors, and uh, you could tell that it was set up to to have a spot because Duster kind of uh, really over-eggs the pudding saying, hit him with the barbecue. It's right behind you. The barbecue <laughs> is over there. <laughs> but it's it's all, it, it's still entertaining. It's, mm. it's fun. Uh, I, I like the, as well, the, the kind of viciousness of, of Savage. I mean, we, we've seen Savage where he's, paranoid and going crazy in, in WWF and that kind of follows over into into this match because uh he attacks three referees in this fight. He, yeah he literally just batters every single one and then uh Nick Patrick comes out uh, uh I remember him from being the 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 NWO sanctioned referee and I think he's now kind of turned back to the WCW um sad but he's got a, a very spiffy mustache uh, so we'll forgive him that uh but he comes to kind of save the day and eventually he ends up getting uh getting decked as well yeah, and, and again, I think it's Dusty again on commentary that is, is absolutely brilliant here. Shivani's doing what he does. He's he's getting excited. He's he's raising his voice. He's going on, and he's attacked this referee, and he's attacked that referee. Oh no, he's he's given the referee a pile driver, and then Dusty just goes, "Huh, we're going to need another referee," <laughs> and it's like no yeah. shit. <laughs> and, but the match is unsanctioned anyway, so why would you keep sending your referees out to yeah. to get whooped? Yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Um, there's another moment as well where where Randy Savage kind of backs Kimberly into the crowd, and it looks like he's going to absolutely wear layer. 
Yeah, and the crap, the fans are, are protecting her. There's a couple mm-hmm. of fans there that are sort of going across Kimberly's body because she's she's half up on the crowd barrier in the corner, um, and the crowd are sort of holding on to her and saying to Savage, "Come on, then hit me rather than her." These don't look like plants to me. They don't look like, you know, this is part of the. But also, how risky is that when you've got somebody like Kimberly who's dressed the way she is, and you've got all these tubby sweaty men pouring at her in the corner that that's quite a dodgy move isn't it really i mean it is but you you you're talking about a company that probably didn't give any kind of a foresight to to stuff like that and they were just happy that that they were packing out audiences and and the the crowd was so invested Mm. uh in in what was going on um i thought it was a great visual the the fans uh who who knew it was a scripted show but still willing to put themselves uh in 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 the way to to protect i thought that was a a really good visual there's a lot of moving parts in this match that are very well connected to the audience i think you've got the whole nwo thing and I mean, that's something you notice from the crowd as well. There's so many NWO shirts. So people yeah. are either pro NWO and fully behind Savage or they hate this whole thing. And, and Paige is massively over as well. So they've got a lot of people cheering for Paige. Elizabeth magazine, as you said, always gets a reaction when she comes out. And Kimberly at this stage as well is, is hugely popular. There's a lot of players in this contest that have that link with the audience, I think. Yeah, and then when you, even with the end uh, with uh, Scott Hall coming out, there's uh, NWO and WCW was hot. There's no two ways about it. It was uh, uh, people were were clamouring to to be involved in this, and and it was the hottest thing in in wrestling. So you can totally understand why the fans were so so deeply invested in it that they they would love to be a, a part of it is that it was that it was cool it was a cool mm. thing to 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 be a part of also thinking about that looking at the crowd lots of nwo shirts not many kids they saw well, one or two but not many kids at all is there the demographic that they're aiming for was not the demographic that wwe aims for now mm. that's why they were aiming for for young uh males because that was that was what was was cool at the time. That's why they they had the likes of Kimberly and the likes of uh, of Liz coming out like they are, and then the the superstars who you can really connect with uh, in 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 the likes of Paige. Yeah, I think it was like a almost like a catching lightning in a bottle, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we get another moment where Savage is on the outside here. And again, the craziness, I suppose, the madness of the Macho Man character because he's attacked the referee and he attacks a cameraman as well. Mm-hmm. And, well, and he, just... he, in the lead up to that, uh, I think he's going to uh, pile drive Paige onto the concrete. Uh, yes. And, uh, and then um, Nick, Nick Patrick saying, look, no, you go, this is, you're going way too far now. Uh, so he, he ends up uh, making the save. He gets levered for it. Uh, and then uh, a cameraman, suddenly, oh, well, not even a cameraman, just a, a photographer. Yeah. Uh, he, he ends up being in the way and just gets absolutely waylaid, gets all the film ripped out of his camera, and his camera smashed all over the floor. Um, well, I think, I mean, we know now as, as jaded wrestling fans that that was uh, a time-filling plot for to to wait for for um, Paige to be ready for the, for the next spot. But, yeah, it looked pretty brutal. It was Savage really going, um, going looper, 
it essentially snapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that was kind of what the character was for so long after this. Um, it's, even when the NWO was done and dusted, you had the whole macho madness aspect carried on into like 99 and, and, and so on. It was, you know, it, that's how good Savage was, I guess, the way he could evolve and change his character, but still very much be Randy Savage, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's not many uh, wrestlers, uh, especially around that time, who could play uh, a paranoid, crazy wrestler, and you would believe every single word of it. But with, mm. with uh, Savage, you believed he was nuts. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, Magazine Scott Hall arrives eventually. Uh, we have a couple of diamond cutter attempts that are countered or, or whatever early on <laughs> the, the the first counter uh, i think he does a, a jawbreaker uh savage yeah. uh, essentially grabs uh page's head uh drops to his knees so page's head hits off the the chin of savage uh and then page uh kind of stumbles backwards and falls through the ropes uh very reminiscent of um of dean ambrose when he used to do that kind of like rebound yeah, ddt yeah. fall but page just falls straight to the floor that <laughs> Splat. Was, yeah it's such a, an overreaction to to a jawbreaker but yeah it was such good fun yeah i mean eventually he does hit the diamond cutter mm-hmm. and that leads to scott hall coming down the ref is dying savage is dying Page is down. Everyone's down. <laughs> Everyone's out of it. Apart from Scott Hall, he comes down sporting his new WCW World Tag Team title belt. He won uh, a few minutes before this match. Lovely, lovely looking championship there. Um, he arrives. It looks very small on him, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's the... such a big guy. It looks like a, a child's belt. Yeah. It looked all right when he was carrying it over his shoulder or yeah. whatever. Same as Nash, who was his partner at this time. It looks all right when they were carrying it. As soon as they tried to wear it, you're right. It looks dinky. <laughs> you know, it looks Fisher Price or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we end up eventually with Scott Hall giving the outsider's edge or razor's edge, as it was formerly known, to Savage and. Sorry, to Page and and Savage picks up the win that way. Yeah, but I, but there were a couple of times with when he was uh, uh, attempting that that oh, yeah. that I was actually worried he was going to drop Page. He yeah, struggled, he struggled to struggled to to uh, not so much to get him up, but he struggled to keep him up there. And you could see uh, Page really having to to shift his weight, so it, it made it a little bit easier for 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 Scott to to uh, finish it off. But yeah, it was brutal. And then uh, he Hall essentially uh, throws Savage onto Pager, picks up the referee. The referee uh, does a slow laboured count, and and uh, Savage gets to win. Oh no, sorry, Savage. He picks up Savage, but then Savage says, "No, I'm going for the the elbow." Yeah, drop. the big elbow. Oh, didn't it so, look good? Yeah, I mean, he struggled a little bit. There were, in fact, there were a time just before this where Savage looked like he stumbled over the ropes uh, getting into the ring. He looked like he fell over. But when he was on the the top, he it was a bit wobbly. You can tell he yeah. uh, he'd been in a, in a, a bit of a war. But yeah, once he hits that elbow, probably at the time the best elbow uh, drop in, in in wrestling for for me. Now it's probably behind uh, Kyrie Sands. I think that one is just phenomenal. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd throw Shawn Michaels' name in there as well. Yeah, um, I, I suppose uh, he 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 asked uh, Savage for permission to use it as well, didn't he? And Savage oh, okay. gave, gave the okay for it. So, uh, but yeah, Savage hits the elbow, get the slope in, uh, and the NWO 
uh, win. And at the point, uh, just after the match, I was actually a little bit kind of disappointed that the NWO won. Uh, obviously, mm. we've not seen the uh, a lot of this uh, at the time. Um you always want the the good guy to win, but then you you kind of understand why because NWO NWO was so hot uh, and they were yeah. running roughshod over everything. It absolutely made sense uh, for uh, the NWO to overpower one guy. Uh, so um, that kind of fleeted a, a little bit, but it was a an enjoyable match, um, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we didn't mention it as we were doing a little rundown there, but. I suppose we can now. The um, the tea tray did get used, didn't it, and smashed over some of the tea. Well, I th- I, it was the tea tray at the beginning with the DDP, uh, and the, uh, did they? I think Tony Giovanni says, "Oh, it looked like a hook cap." Yeah, uh, and then uh, what car is he driving? Yeah, and um, um, I think it's Dusty says no hubcap uh, breaks like that. And I think is it Bob Air on, on commentary as well? Yeah, um, he says, "Oh, they do if they if uh, if Savage is swinging them at you." Um, <laughs> and then later on, uh, they they do essentially the same spot with uh, at the at the VIP section where Savage gets clocked with a, a tea tray, but this one just shatters like just into hundreds of thousands of pieces of, of very sharp glass. Hmm. Uh, so they they overegged the pudding with with the, with those shots, but it was still uh, it looked cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, so, um, what do you reckon, then, Max? Out of ten, where are we placing this one, bud? Yeah, for a match that I've not seen before, um, I, I was entertained in watching it. It never, it never got to a point where uh, I was looking away or was checking the clock. Um, it was simplistic, like you said. I think that was the the perfect way to explain uh, this this brawl. But it had some over the top moments. The the VIP stuff didn't really make sense, but I can see why they did it. The the stuff with the tea tray was 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 uh, fun. Um, it's not the best thing we've ever watched, but it's nowhere near uh, the worst. <laughs> um, so it's another one that's um, I'm I'm kind of like repeating myself week and week out, but it's one that's very middle of the road. Um, so I'm going to go with a seven, I think. Okay, I got six and a half, so we're not far off. Mm-hmm. Oh, not well. far off. So yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Everything you said there is uh, is fair enough, Magsy. It, it's it's good. It serves the purpose for what they needed it to do. The NWO picked up the heat i guess savage looked good but page looked good in defeat as well um it was just a great time in wrestling wasn't it 1997 absolutely great time yeah that's my I good mean, lady in the chat what's she saying there she's saying uh does kenny omega remind anyone else of ddp or is it just me uh hashtag sorry i had to say it. um i don't think in in terms of wrestling style or, or kind of character i don't see a lot of resemblance the curly wild hair yeah. I see a little bit of resemblance. That's what Sharon means in that, that yeah. appearance of the hair and so, so on. So yeah. uh, Dan's saying, nah, Kenny doesn't have any of DDP's charisma or personality. You know, I'm, uh, Kenny gets a lot of grief. I think he does have charisma and um, personality, but it's it's totally different to, to DDP's. D- DDP you can relate to as he's like one of us. He's a, a man of the people. Kenny is almost like, it's almost childlike is 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 uh is wrestling character like a, a spoiled brat right now. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, I think he's great, Kenny Omega. I got a lot of time, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go, then, Magzi. Um, shall we have a little look at where we're going next? Well, we will when you get to say yours, but I'll throw one, one <laughs> oh. there as a mate weight. It's not, been, it's not been that meant. It's not been that long. You talk about this role. We were talking about just before we start recording. I've won three on the banks. It seems like longer because we had that week off for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all it is, mate. And you're still up. You're still two ahead. Over. I've just closed the gap. That's all. You're still two ahead. I mean, it goes to show, though, just the how even this is. I mean, uh, we're very close in the amount of picks we've 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 won. We're very close in the ratings that we've 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 given each other. We we have a lot of similarities in our in our kind of wrestling mindsets. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've actually got the figures, the exact figures, Max, the exact figures up in front of me right here, so we can have a quick look now, shall we? You are such a nerd. Yeah, I love it, mate. I love a spreadsheet. <laughs> we have, <laughs> um, you've won 22 polls. I've won 20 with one draw. And the average rating you give, uh, this is before today's ratings. I haven't added those yet. Is 7.1512. And mine is 7.151. So we are literally 0.0028 out. After that 44 is, shows, that's way closer than I actually thought it was. I thought that's insane, within, isn't it? I thought we'd be within like half a point, maybe, but um, that's mad. Considering there's some yeah. things that, that you know, going back through that list, there's some things you've given a seven to, and I've given a three, and stuff like yeah. that. It's quite we, some have been widely different in, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's interesting how how so eerily uh, similar our our ratings are. But let's see where we're going to go. Let's see what uh, match isn't going to win next week's poll. So for my link, uh, I went for one of my old tropes and I looked at uh, Shaggy Dave's uh, ratings for this match and he actually... Uh, agrees with with me more than than he does with you he gave this uh three and three quarters um okay. and pages had two matches uh that have bettered this for a, a score so his uh highest rated matches are, f- are four stars um the first one was at uh wcw spring sampede 1998 when he fought raven um but the one that I want to go to, uh, and it's actually from, um, it's just from an episode of Natural. It's not okay. even a pay-per-view match. It's uh, the episode of Natural where uh, Ric Flair uh, is sectioned. He gets put into <laughs> um, a mental hospital. Uh, it's from the 26th of uh, April, 1999. And it's uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting. Uh, for the WCW World Heavyweight title. But I want to throw a caveat in. Now, if uh, if my match wins, I also want us to cover another match uh, on that Ooh. very same show uh, because um, Paige um, is beaten for his title uh, by Sting. Oh, spoiler alert, Max. But he's then... <laughs> In a in a four way match for that very same title in the in the main event of the show, because uh, okay, because Ric Flair from the Lunatic Asylum is still pulling the strings and he's uh, on the phone to uh, to Charles Robinson uh, and Charles Robinson uh, essentially gives 
uh, makes a, a four-way match. Um, so, yeah, if Man wins, we'd like to be covering two matches next week, uh, both involving Sting, both involving Diamond Dallas oh, Page, and then uh, in the second one, throwing in a little bit of uh, Kevin Nash and Goldberg. So, yep, the 26th of April, 1999 episode of Raw, Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW heavyweight title. Man, that's... Oh, 99 WCW is so batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just listen to what you've said there. You've got a world title match on Nitro, which is fair enough. In the, It's the third match on yeah. the card as well. And then you've got Ric Flair getting sectioned. You've got... <laughs> You've got another world title match in the mate. Honestly, you say we'll cover two matches there. We'll probably end up looking at that whole episode of Nitro because it's just so freaking stupid. Yeah, I actually looked brilliant. it up on. I looked it up on the network to to see if it was right from from the cage match uh, um, rundown, and it is. It's two and um, two hours twenty minutes of lunacy, absolute yeah. lunacy. This is, I think this is prime Russo, isn't it? This era is that right? April two ninety nine. It, it feels like it. If yeah. not, if it's not, it certainly has got his uh, his stink all over it. Oh why? I mean, we, why? We why? Even, why? We even get <laughs> on the show Booker T and Meng uh, facing off for the uh, television title as well. It's it's brilliant. Just mental. There's nothing on a pole, though, is there? <laughs> uh, let me actually go through it. So, title match, hand, two-on-one handicap match, um, cruiserweight title match, four-way hardcore match, uh, US title match. I mean, this is a pay-per-view. There's that many title matches. It's a pay-per-view level yeah. uh, event. Um, no, and Ric Flair getting sectioned. <laughs> and yeah, Ric Flair <laughs> rocking round a lunar home, windmilling people. Oh, my goodness. And yet, that is probably still better than Monday Night Raw at the moment. Um, Dan is actually uh, giving us a little bit of info, and I'm sure he's gleaned this info from from Rob, saying Russo didn't actually get to WCW until the 18th of of October, 1999. Well, they must have been preparing for him with this (laughs) lunacy. Yeah. Still sounds good, mate. Still sounds good. I would also like to stick with WCW and I suppose NWA, that kind of side of the fence for want of a better term. But I'm going back a little bit further. I'm going back very much to um, sort of one of my favourite eras of wrestling, the sort of late 80s, very early 90s, NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW sort of time period. Um, I was sticking with the Great American Bash as the link. That's how I'm jumping to this match here. Um, we're going to go to, hopefully, go to the Great American Bash 1990. Mm-hmm. And I would like to look at a tag team match for the NWA United States Tag Team Championships. Now, the reason yeah. I've picked this is because it, we've had a lot of wrestling from more recent times. Uh, obviously, we've gone back a little bit here to 97. But it's, it's more sort of attitude era onwards in recent weeks i think barring you know 89 last week it's been a lot of recent stuff so i thought let's go back a little bit and have a look at some proper old school nwa um i went through old great american bash cards using that as the link and this match similar to yourself magsy looking at the stars and so on um this match uh, old shagger dave gave 4.75 stars to so i thought well that's good and i know you yourself are a big tag team guy 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this is going to be great. We can have a little look at this tag team contest here from the Great American Bash 1990, 4.75 stars. It is the Midnight Express team of Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, in my opinion, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And 1990 is very much, you know, one of the peaks of Midnight Express era, the Stan Lane version anyway. Um, and they faced the team of the Southern Boys, which was Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. Now, you don't always have to agree with Dave Meltzer, obviously. But in this instance, I have seen this match, and it is very, very, very good. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited about watching that tag match. I'm excited about going back. That's, again, really much in my wheelhouse. I love that kind of uh, that kind of era. But this crazy batshit episode of Nitro really appeals to me, you know? <laughs> Well, you can always uh, forego your pick and let me win one for once. But no, you, that yours sounds good. Uh, like I said, uh, it plays to my love of, of tag team wrestling. Uh, uh, the Midnight Ex- uh, Express just—they just epitomise uh, what tag team wrestling was all about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tracy Smothers, we're watching a lot of him on uh, on a changing attitude uh, in his run in WWF as uh, Freddie Joe Floyd. Yes. And even though he's there as a jobber, um, you can see the talent that he had and the, the charisma that he had. Uh, the crowd absolutely love him. Um, so, yeah, I would I would be happy to watch that match. So there we go for next week to... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this bit. I'm loving this. Two WCW picks. Oh, that is awesome. I, know. I love it. You, you will never get this ever again, people. <laughs> so just uh, cherish we- it. We have Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting for the WCW World Title on the episode of Nitro from the 26th of April, 99. But also following on from that, we have the four-way match in the main event of the show, which stems from the Page-Sting World Title match as well, which involves Goldberg and Nash, I think you said, Maxie, yes. is it? So a little double bubble there. Uh, double your money, I suppose. Two options in that one. Or we have something slightly older, Great American Bash 1990, uh, NWA, United States Tag Team Championships, the Midnight Express, Bob Eaton and Stan Lane, with Mr. Jim Cornette uh, facing the Southern Boys of Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. The poll will be up as normal after the audio version drops later in the week. Um, Chuck us a vote, a retweet. Let us know your thoughts online as well. Um, Always interesting when we see people voting and then explaining why they've chosen a particular match mm-hmm. and so on, which is uh, which is great. So, yeah, brilliant stuff. A little message there from Matt Willis in the chat as well. So give, give a read of that one, Magsy. I agree with Matt here. Yeah, um, essentially, as, as soon as this show wraps up, um, Matt and myself, and uh, I don't know if he's got any uh, any uh, surprise guests uh, lined up, but we're going to be covering uh, this past weekend's football. So, uh, yeah, Radio Tech is coming hard and fast. With uh, with very varied and unique content uh, week in week out, so definitely stick around for that, where uh, you'll see more of me. And if you want to see more of me on the Twitters, you can follow me down here 
at Podfather Mags. Uh, you can hear my voice all over Radio Techers, uh, all over uh, the chair shot where we're, uh, I'm on uh, Changing Attitude, uh, which I've just mentioned, where we're going back through the, the Attitude era of WWF. And we, we're wallowing through a lot of crap now. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, lie. <laughs> uh, 1996 is, uh, is not the best year for, for the WWF, but we're, we're starting to see the, the kind of push for Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and really starting to ramp into into uh, WF being dragged into the attitude era. So, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, definitely, definitely so. Um, yeah, I just want to you know, echo Mags' sentiments there about Radio Techers. I mean, I mentioned it the other day on SJP, if anyone caught the sort of second episode back. We have such great stuff as Five Rings here with Magsy himself. Um, the, the episode where Sa got Radio Techers its first copyright claim which is brilliant <laughs> nailed oh, it brilliant uh, yeah and it's some um, the, the theme tune to sjp that i've used since episode one we're now on episode 49 the theme tune i've used for sjp was off a website that was supposed to be copyright three music turns out somebody uploaded it when they shouldn't and <laughs> a year and a bit in somebody has put a, some little band in turkey has said hey that's our song so, yeah. yeah, you'll have new music this week of SJP, I'll tell you. <laughs> but there we go. Um, also, speaking of SJP this week, all goes to plan recording-wise and so on. I can't see why it wouldn't. Um, somebody making their podcast debut. Isn't that right, Sharon, if you're still in the chat? Oh, so she won't rock up on Chain Wrestling, but she'll happily turn up for SJP. <laughs> now I know where I stand, Sharon. Oh, don't be like that, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I'm on Techers. We've got we've got so much going on, you know, wrestling, football, UFC. It's, it's, really it's fantastic stuff. So, and the best thing you can do is follow Radio Techers on Twitter. It's yeah, give it a thumbs up, give it a like on YouTube, um, give it a subscribe, all that good stuff. Just to make sure, hit that little bell so you, you get reminders, you get notifications whenever anything's going on. Um, Sometimes the guys literally just pop on without hardly any warning at all, just to comment on some breaking news and so on. It's absolutely uh, well worth it. Well worth it. Some brilliant content creators doing brilliant things. Sharon in the chat there. It's me. It's me. It's SJP. Yeah, because Sharon's initials are exactly the same as mine. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, so, so, so essentially it's a podcast from now on. Yeah, yeah. She'll be that, I, I'm retiring from SJP as of that, uh, That's Thursday. why... Uh, I won't have Mrs. Mags on any of my content because she will, uh, people will fall in love with her and they won't want to hear my voice ever, ever again. See, I've got to have my wife on my show because I found out about you messaging her on the sly. Matt Willis has been messaging her on the sly. All the guys from Techers are messaging my wife. She's married, you fuckers. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, make sure you follow Radio Techers. Make sure you follow Mr. Mags at Podflower Mags on the Twitters. Uh, You can follow me at SJP Words. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other good stuff. MySpace. Bebo, whatever, um, at chain underscore wrestling. Um, Maxi, I think I'm going to nip downstairs and spray paint my initials on a dinner tray. I'll see you next week, mate. See you later. Bye-bye.